everyone. Welcome to Mercy Talk. I am one of your hosts, Melanie Wise. And I'm your other host, Jen Otero. Mercy Talk is presented to you by Mercy Multiplied, a nonprofit Christian organization that is committed to seeing hope restored and lives transformed through the love and power of Christ. Since 1983, Mercy has helped thousands of young women break free from life-controlling behaviors and struggles through our free-of-charge, biblically-based residential program. That's right. And Mercy's outreach activities are designed to educate, equip, and empower men and women of all ages to live free and to stay free. So on Mercy Talk, we want to tackle real-life issues and everyday struggles that affect our lives by applying the same biblically-based principles of freedom that we've seen effectively change lives for 35 years. To find out more, go to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Well, we have spent the last few weeks uh, covering a, a topic on heartache and suffering. Mm-hmm. We are kind of winding up that series today. Yes. It's been a lot. For any of you regular Mercy Talk listeners, you may have noticed that the last couple of shows were a little longer than our norm. Yep. Um, but, you know, as we finished recording those, we've thought like, this stuff is too important. That's right. It's too important to skimp on it. And so uh, we really hope that you've benefited from this series. If you are just now joining us today, absolutely, please, 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 um, if this is a topic that resonates with you, go back and listen mm-hmm. to the first three weeks. We really traversed some interesting Um, And we really went to, I think, what is just some of the hardest places and the hardest questions that you get asked. We didn't want to sugarcoat this or Mm -hmm. put any sort of, as we said, churchy stickers on top of all of it to make you feel better. We really wanted to dive into the hard stuff. So we hope that you found that helpful. Um, And, you know, we've talked a lot about heartache and suffering, what it is, why in the world God allows it, how to navigate that. And the way that we really kind of want to wind up this series today is just talking about um, heartache and suffering from God's perspective. And we aren't going to somehow act like we know exactly all of God's perspective, but from what we can pull from scripture, how does he view Mm -hmm. heartache and suffering? Because when we can understand it at some level from his perspective, it really does truly change everything. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is that the Lord is willing to give us his perspective. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes we don't even think to ask or to create space to go, Lord, how do you see this? Mm -hmm. Because so often, as we've mentioned in past weeks, we want the answers and we want to know why and we want to understand why these things have come when in reality, those answers probably won't heal our souls anyway. Right. But having his perspective and his understanding and that heart to heart connection with him changes everything. Mm -hmm. And so not only does he have it for us, there is a way to even seek that out and to really walk away from a season of suffering going, not only am I better for it, not only can I see that as a gift, not only am I able to kiss the wave that threw me up against the rock of ages, but I'm able to go, wow, I also see God's perspective in Mm -hmm. this as well. And then how we're equipped to do so much more. And so we want to kind of kick off the discussion today with a statement and then some questions to think about as we chat today, but also as you're really seeking the Lord for his perspective in your own season of suffering and heartache, or on the other side of that, perhaps you're helping someone else kind of overcome and to seek this perspective. Mm -hmm. And so here's the statement we want to start off with, and that is that Satan, Satan might be a lion seeking someone to devour, but he is on a leash. Mm -hmm. So there is boundary around what he is able to do. And so when suffering occurs in our lives, we have a choice whether or not we're going to kind of shake our fist at the heavens, Mm -hmm. or if we're going to kind of lean in, like we've said over and over and over again, what does it look like to lean in and to ask some questions? Mm -hmm. And so here are some questions. 
reasons we would encourage you if you're in that season of suffering to get God's perspective. The first one is, how will God use this redemptively in my life? How will he use this loss for my gain? How can this possibly help me grow or to change? Are there any ways in which my pain has been a source of protection for me? And if so, how? Mm -hmm. That's a huge perspective one because when you look at a heartache and or a loss or a diagnosis or a difficulty, the last thing you see at face value is that this could actually be a protection. This could actually be a good thing. Um, But there is that statement I've heard many times that sometimes rejection is God's protection. If you're talking about a heartbreak or different Mm -hmm. things that come our way, that Mm -hmm. there is a perspective at times where he's able to show us, no, this was actually protection for you. This brought a good thing into your life. In what ways has God used this situation to provide for me? What has my pain taught me about God or myself that I couldn't have learned in any other way? And the last one, how might God be using my difficulties to preserve me? Has my painful circumstance saved me from making destructive choices or taking wrong paths? And instantly as I read that question, I think of the countless girls who have come through our program here at Mercy who have shared an unplanned pregnancy, for instance, that was, I mean, wrecked their life when they found out that they were pregnant. And as they walked through a healing season, they realized, wow, that very thing that felt like such a loss and such a left turn and such a difficult season for me, I look back and that preserved my life, that I realized that the Lord allowed that to come into my life, that beautiful blessing that felt so hard at the time that shifted me into a place of healing Mm -hmm. that I would not have perhaps had otherwise. And there's no telling where my life would have gone trajectory wise Mm -hmm. if that would have not come in. And so while these may be really hard to ask and to look at and to really ponder, we acknowledge that these will not be questions that you ask day one, Mm -mm. week one, month one, maybe even year one. I Mm -hmm. don't know, but really going, okay, Lord, I feel like I'm at a place where I'm able to look at this and to position myself to receive your perspective on my pain. And so those are some very hard questions, but some good ones we wanted to kind of start this discussion with off today. And I I think what you said was so, so important about asking him for his perspective on your very specific situation, Mm -hmm. not just on pain in general in the world, but like on what I'm walking through, help me. And I'm thinking of even just some pictures that he gave me along the way. When I was in my dark days, when I I could not ask these questions. Yeah. Like you said, you, you can't always just ask these immediately. Like these come along. Totally. They need to be asked at some point. But um, I wasn't there for a while. And so mm-hmm. I, all I could ask God was just like, show me something. Like, I don't even yeah. know what to ask you right now, but I just need something. And he gave me a couple of pictures of us like being on a battlefield and him fighting for my heart and my mm-hmm. soul. And, and I just remember being like, whoa okay so that's what's happening right now like it's a battle for my soul and he assured me from day one I will win this that's right like this is not a question Mm -hmm. but we're in a battle right now and I don't need you to do anything but lean in you know the scriptures about being still and the Lord will fight for you like I felt like he was like that's what this is right now and so that picture for me helped sustain me on days when I was like I'm throwing in the towel I'm Mm -hmm. I'm done with this you know is that he had given me a picture of what was happening so I love that you reiterated like We're going to share some concepts today, but there's nothing more powerful than the Lord giving you a direct insight or word or picture into the very circumstance you're walking through. Um, You know, God truly meets us in that place of suffering in a way that is just so good and loving and rich and kind. Um, And as we said, I mean, he's near to the brokenhearted, whether or not you feel like it, he is so near. 
And something else that he can do in the midst of suffering is that he can start to reveal, um, you know, some things about our blind spots um, in times of difficulty that may be harder for us to see when everything is going great and everything is going our way. Um, I heard this, the concept of kind of like the sponge. And when you pick up a, a soaked sponge and you squeeze it, whatever is inside that sponge is what comes out. And so suffering has this way of kind of like putting pressure on our soul Mm -hmm. and on our heart so that it helps us to see even more clearly what's actually inside of us. I won't be honest, when I started experiencing that, I didn't really like everything that I saw that was coming out of me, but it brought some hardcore questions to the forefront on what do you actually believe about X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Some of it was from the enemy, but some of it I truly believe was the Lord allowing me to just look at some things in my own heart and in my own life. Um, My need for control, Mm -hmm. goodness, that came out in the midst of this. Um, And so there were just some things that I believe was the Lord's grace allowing this this um, suffering to squeeze out of me. Mm-hmm. And um, it's making me actually think about a, a coworker that we had here um, who was just the sweetest, sweetest, sweetest woman in the world. I remember when I started working here, somebody said, she's an angel. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. They were like, no, really. I think she's an angel. Um, but some just um, very, very unfortunate health things happened. Um, and it really um, had a significant impact on her brain. Um And I remember in those days right after that happened when we would go and visit her at the hospital. And even though she was no way thinking clearly, the stuff that was coming out of her mouth... I mean, we were, I remember us having a moment looking at each other going, man, whatever you pour into your life is what will come out. Even when your mind isn't even together or Mm -hmm. or functioning fully, whatever you have poured inside of your life and your soul on the good normal days is going to come out in the midst of that difficulty. And I mean, it, it was just such a clear picture of that for us. Um, but I really do think that suffering has a way of doing that. And in that way, that's, that is a good gift. Mm-hmm. That's right. I think, too, another just kind of helpful reminder that we have kind of hit on a, a couple times, but we want to continue to hit on, is that there is a real power in going, okay, Lord, I'm at a season now. Now, we want to, understand, we want to continue to reiterate. If you're on day one, this all may not fit right now and that's okay. This may be one that you turn on later and really listen to or just kind of take some notes and go, okay, when I'm there, this will be really helpful. But there will come a time where you're able to go, Lord, what have you deposited in me that's going to allow me and position me to help others in a whole new way? Mm -hmm. It does not, when we are helpers, it doesn't mean that we have had to overcome every single thing that that person is overcoming in their life to be able to be helpful. But there is a power and there is something that comes from our tragedy and our loss and our suffering when we overcome overcome it and move forward, that the Lord then positions us to be able to help others in a whole new way. I would imagine, Mel, that you're able already to speak into people who have had miscarriages in Mm -hmm. a whole new way than you would have prior. Mm -hmm. It's just the reality of what happens when things come into our lives and we overcome and move forward into a place of healing. We are then empowered to be able to help others. Mm -hmm. The scripture that comes to mind is 2 Corinthians 1, 4, and it says this, and this is in the um, Passion Translation. It says, he always comes alongside us to comfort us 
us in every suffering so that we can come alongside those who are in any painful trial. We can bring them the same comfort that God has poured out upon us. Mm -hmm. So God gives us comfort and helps us to overcome. So then we're positioned to do the very same thing for others. And so in the initial stages of suffering and loss, this is not a helpful thing to really think about. But I have found, especially as a counselor, as I've helped other people overcome, sometimes there is a power of going, okay, Lord, what is on the other side of this for me? If I've overcome this place of loss and suffering, what are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. Because it isn't just for me and I'm not willing to kind of walk this through just for me. What else are you going to bring from this in the days to come that I'm able to give away to other people? Mm -hmm. And having that long view can be really, really powerful as well. Jen, even in you saying that, I'm reminded of the day that you came over um, to our house, which I think it was two days after we'd Mm -hmm. found out about the miscarriage. I just had the DNC that day and you and your girls came over and you left with me a little gift bag that inside there was a necklace um, and it, it was a necklace that said blessed is she who believed that he would fulfill his promises to her mm-hmm. and I remember, remember my husband and my mom were both there we just wept whenever we opened it but you said in your card this was a gift that was given to me at you know my second daughter's baby shower and I, th- I felt like the Lord was telling me to give it to you. And I've worn that thing. I can't even imagine how many times since that day. But it was very real to me in that moment. I will be passing this necklace off to somebody yes. one day. That's so good. Like tangibly, I'm going to be giving this to someone and passing on the comfort that this has given me in this moment. There's going to be a woman in the future mm-hmm. that I'm going to want to, the Lord's going to prompt me to give this to. Yes. And so just the reality of like, and how many women have surrounded us in the midst of the miscarriage and like, I'm going to get to do that for people mm-hmm. for the rest of my life life. Yeah. Anybody that I know has walked through this, I'm going to be able to come alongside the way these women have come alongside me. And it's just such a, such a gift, not always easy to see Mm-mm. on day one, but it is an incredible gift. Um, something that I loved a book that we've referred to quite a bit, um, is the book God is just not fair by Jennifer Rothschild. And she introduces this idea that I just thought was so cool. She talked about in Genesis 28 when Jacob was was on his way to meet up with his family and um, his brother Esau had literally vowed to kill him Mm -hmm. because of all that he had done. Go back and read it if you don't know what all of that is. (laughs) Um, But... But Jacob had stopped um, to, to spend the night in this place and he, there was no shelter. So he literally like stretched out on the ground and it said in, in the Bible, like he used a rock as his pillow. Okay, not exactly a comfortable situation there. But that night he had a dream and God affirmed for him the promise that God had given to Abraham and Isaac. So his dad and his granddad. Um, And when Jacob woke up from that place, he said, surely the Lord is in this place and I was not aware of it. And he called that cold, hard plot of land that he had just been sleeping on Bethel, which Mm -hmm. means house of God. And the idea that she brings up in this book is that when we are walking through these places of suffering and heartache, we don't usually say, how awesome is this place? Like, how great is this place? But Jacob called this place Bethel, not because it had wonderful accommodations, Mm -hmm. but because he knew that he knew that he knew that God was there. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes these really hard places of our lives of pain and heartache and suffering, they can become Bethel to our souls. Um, And they can be these places in our lives that reveal the amazing power and the amazing presence of God in completely unexpected ways. And so my question to people listening would just be, you know, what place in your life right now could you call Bethel 
if you truly believe that God was with you in the midst of it. And, and, and something that she shares in the book is, you know, a hard piece of ground and a rock for a pillow can be a really miserable experience or it can be the discomfort that positions you to experience the presence of God. And so we don't want to waste that discomfort or that pain that we experience. We want to get everything of the Lord that we can get out of that experience so that we can actually call those places of pain and heartache Bethel for our souls. Mm-hmm. I just love that thought. That's so good. And that really does come from that eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. As much as we're talking about gathering and gaining and gleaning God's perspective, ultimately his perspective is an eternal perspective. Yep. Because as we've said over and over again, he sees the beginning from the end. He understands how this is being woven in and allowed into our circumstances to bring the best mm-hmm. and the good and the overcoming and the ability to impact others. There's another quote from that book that I love and it says this that every struggle is a snapshot what you struggle with is not the whole picture it's so important for us to remember in the midst of it it's just one snapshot in the whole photo album that is your life it is not forever eventually life's pages will turn sure this hard place will always be a part of you but eventually it will not be the biggest part of you Mm. and if your struggle is something like a life-threatening cancer even that awful circumstance isn't permanent Mm. in light of eternity even what is temporary but even what is terminal is temporary. Keep your pain in perspective, that eternal perspective. Mm. So a couple years ago, I was really just kind of in a season where I was asking the Lord, like, Lord, what does it look like to really get your perspective? Because as a human, I understand that my perspective is only a piece of what you see. And I remember him showing me just this progression of, and I've shared this at some of our workshops and stuff, but I remember him showing this progression of a small child all the way up to like, you know, at the stage of life that I'm in. And that when you're little, I have an 18 month old right now. So I have a very clear picture of this, but her little hand can only hold my finger. Like her hand is not even big enough to get into my entire hand. Mm -hmm. And the Lord showed me that as we mature and grow, it's very much like my daughter Cadence in regards to me. Right now she can only hold my finger, but as she grows, she'll then be able to hold my hand. She'll grow tall enough to link arms with me. And eventually she'll be kind of just leaning in and as tall as me. Mm -hmm. And the Lord showed me that as we grow in our walk and our relationship and our ability to gain his perspective, we continue to grow and grow and grow. Now, when we're younger, and my daughter's age if you think about her perspective it cracked me up when the Lord showed me this he's like well what do does a small child see as far as their perspective and I thought well Lord they see a bunch of butts like mm-hmm. There's not a lot of clarity in what they're able to see. They see knees and butts. But where can they get true perspective from mom or dad? It's when I hoist my daughter up on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord was showing me that when we really seek him and lean in and ask for this, he will hoist us up on his shoulders in such a way that we're able to match his gaze. We're able to see above all the butts and all the knees and all the shoulders and all the heads. We're able to see a clear, long view Mm -hmm. of what he's doing and why this has been allowed and what the point of this pain and suffering is in a sense that brings such a clarity and an ability to overcome that does not come in other seasons. And so even if you were to match that picture to the process of overcoming suffering, day one, week one, you may feel like you're just holding on to his finger because that's all the strength that you have. But as you walk through this place of pain and suffering, you will continue to position yourself differently with Father God until Mm -hmm. the place where you're able to go, Lord, I'm at a place that I can ask for your perspective in a whole new way. Mm -hmm. Will you hoist me, which is a place of trust, up onto your shoulders to be able to match your gaze and to see where you're going with this and what, why you've allowed 
allow this into my life in a whole new way that I can see the long view in a way that I could not at the beginning and that was okay yeah but as I walk through this and I've gained your perspective and I've asked the hard questions look how far you've brought me and mm-hmm. now I have a gaze and a perspective that I would not have had and a connection with you that I would not have had otherwise mm-hmm. it's so good well, and I think it's great to reiterate as we close up today that, you know, some of what we've talked about today, you may just be at a point in the midst mm-hmm. of, of your season where you're just like, I don't, I'm not there. Yeah. And that is okay. That is okay. Trust me, there were plenty of days that all of what we just talked about today, I would have been like, no, mm-hmm. I don't know about any of that right, right. now. You know, I, it took me a little while before I was able to kind of get back to this place of, of, of asking for a perspective, mm-hmm. believing that God does have a perspective on it at all, you know? Right. And so, um... I do encourage you all, you know, we, we were joking about how like, we're just doing two really sweet, lighthearted <laughs> topics back to back. But next month we're about to dive into the topic of anger at God. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was, I mean, we hit on that quite a bit over the last four weeks, but there's so much that can be That's unpacked right. in that. Um, and really it, it makes me think about what we discussed on the second week of this series just like why does God allow this because what happens in the midst of pain and suffering is you start to really question That's God's right. character God's heart the way he operates if he's even a thing mm-hmm. like I mean you can really start to doubt everything about him and so we're gonna we're gonna dive right into all of that next month so we we kind of see these two months almost as a series in and of themselves mm-hmm. because they go they cross over so much so we just really do hope and pray that if you um, are in a, a dark season, a season of pain and suffering, that these last few weeks have been encouraging for you, helpful for you. If anything, just helped you to know, like, we've been in those places, not the place that you're in exactly, mm-hmm. and it's not that we understand your situation, but we understand what it's like to walk through some of these really dark days. And so um, we we love you, and we are praying for you, and we hope that you'll continue on with us this next month as we dive into to anger at God. We hope you enjoyed the show today. If you have any thoughts or questions about what we discussed, or if you'd like to share your ideas for future podcast topics, please let us know by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiply.com. And if you're enjoying Mercy Talk, be sure that you go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe and to leave us a five-star review. We also want to remind you that Mercy Multiplied and Mercy Talk are funded solely by donors, and we are so thankful for the support of so many people all over the country and even the world. So please consider supporting this free programming by giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com and don't forget to follow us on instagram facebook or twitter at mercy multiplied thanks for listening today and we hope you'll join us next week